Hi, I'm Val Hart in San Antonio, Texas, founder of Val Hart and Friends at ValHart.com. Welcome to The Real Dr. Doolittle Show, the show for animals and the people who love them. I've been called a real-life Dr. Doolittle many times in my career as an expert animal communicator, behaviorist, pet psychic, and master healer. My mission and passion is to improve the lives of animals the world over by helping humans learn how to speak their language, how to understand their viewpoints, and heal. After all, our love of animals helps us be better humans, and the more balanced and healthy we are, the more balanced and healthy they can be, too. Be sure and look for my CDs on iTunes, and to find out more about my work and to receive your free Quick Start Animal Talk course, just go to my website at valhart.com. While you're there for a limited time, you can also apply for a complimentary Happy Animal Assessment Session. And if you want to learn how to be your own Dr. Doolittle, check out the world's first complete Animal Communication Made Easy system available now on my website at ValHeart.com. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Val Hart, the real Dr. Doolittle, and today I'm talking with Lauren Michelle McGarry. She's founder of Red Horse Equine Arts. Lauren Michelle fell in love with horses at the tender age of 12, and in her career she's managed many horse breeding farms, and many of the young horses that she's trained have gone on to enjoy very successful and very strong show careers, earning many prizes in both reigning, western pleasure, hunter under saddle, and jumping. Unfortunately, Lauren Michelle also witnessed inhumane and unproductive treatment of horses in the name of training, and so she began to explore what we now call natural horsemanship. She spent many years studying and being licensed in holistic health care as well as somatic psychology, and from that she developed a unique philosophy and education in the art of horsemanship. Her goal is for riding to become a rewarding experience for the horse and the rider, a path of wisdom and discovery. She believes that her approach to horsemanship, yoga, and movement for equestrians is an essential piece that helps bring balance and harmony to the relationship between horse and human. Besides managing the Holistic Equine Training Center, Lauren Michelle is a clinician and teacher, a barefoot trimmer, and a consultant for horses and their people. She's also one of the co-founders of the Holistic Horse Care Cooperative, now an international organization dedicated to honoring the horse and supporting holistic horse care practitioners of all types. You can find out more about her work at www.redhorsecenter.com. Lauren Michelle, welcome to the show. I'm so delighted to talk to you. Thank you. I'm really, really excited to be here and to share this information with um, all the interested uh, listeners. You got it, yeah. Yeah. So I have to ask you, I mean, the whole concept of yoga and movement for equestrians is Let's just say a little different. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. I, 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 how did you come up with this concept? I mean, uh, what, what happened for you that married these two incredible concepts together? Well, um, it's really, a, you know, a lifetime um, experiences that I had starting um, around 12 when I got into horses um, as I got into the horse world and, and mainly the Western world, like quarter horses and stock horses, mm-hmm. um, I discovered one type of environment and then 
at home and on my own uh, decisions and stuff, I got into vegetarianism and health and ecological issues. And and what I found is that I was leading, like, two different lives because mm-hmm. in the Western world of horses, there's a lot of um, uh, ranching and, you know, raising ca- cattle and everything, which totally was different than my vegetarian, holistic lifestyle that I was mm-hmm. learning about and everything. And um, so for a long time I lived, I kind of felt like I lived in two different um, two different worlds, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, But as time went on, I started to see how there was a lot of similarities between the two, mm-hmm. um, oh. if you look at them from the right perspective. Ah. And then um, I got more... At, at age 18, I got involved with martial arts and then yoga, hmm. and um, I had danced when I was younger, and when I was about 20, I got back into um, modern dance and more ethnic dances again as I wow. was when I was younger, and when you're doing that, they there's a lot of, um, you know, preparation for, you know, when you warm up, different exercises, and I saw all these, like, similarities between um, the yoga and the movement that we use to get ready for dancing. And then as I did that, I was very, well, I was very fortunate to go to a college that um, is called Naropa University. And mm-hmm. um, it's a college that's mainly based on contemplative practices. So mm-hmm. as you're doing these different practices to, like, warm up for dance, let's say, or or yoga, um, you know, you're really looking inward to um, discover insight and what your body and your heart is telling you. And then I would leave there, and then I would go and put on my cowboy boots and my belt and my buckle and, and my jeans and <laughs> and ride, and and I would hear, like, people, other people giving instructions to their students and stuff that... I knew just weren't physically possible without developing the right um, body skills and awareness. So I thought, you know, I kept doing my yoga practice and I saw how it would enhance my riding and my awareness of what I needed to do to respond to the horse better. Mm. And so I just thought, you know what, this is like, this is the perfect fit. You know, this is so natural. It's so natural to take uh, such a smooth transition to take this to what we're doing with riding. And then I noticed that, you know, the, the energetic part or the emotional part as yoga and movement and use breathing and different types of exercises like that to calm yourself down and get in touch with, you know, your own energy and what you're bringing to your environment and those around you. Mm-hmm. And so I saw the change in the horses as I started to do this myself. And so I thought, oh, i got to share this. I just love it too much. i got to share it. Wow. I love that. that. It makes a lot of sense to me because, you know, horses are very physical. They <laughs> they move and we humans tend to don't we don't move so good sometimes you know it's we get a little stuck where we become desk jockeys and you know it's like we're not really in our body and we're not really flowing and using our energy very well you know so and then we get with our horse 
who is all about movement and being fully present mm-hmm. and energy and and stuff. And it's like, ah, it's like a train wreck sometimes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's like trying to, you know, put, uh, for lack of a better uh, example, like oil and you know, oil and mm-hmm. vinegar together. You know, yeah. you have this like. Hopefully, if it's a healthy horse, you know, it's very fluid and athletic and, you know, so natural to move and experience its whole body and not be mm-hmm. afraid of any part of it yes. um, or avoid any part of it. And um, and then, you know, you might have a rider that comes and they're kind of stressed out from being at their job all day and mm-hmm. or, home, you know, a house full of kids and chores and this and that and mm-hmm, you, know, mm-hmm. you get all the mental activity and it takes you out of your body yeah. and the horse is like whoa wait a second yeah really you know, who are you again um, yeah, yeah why are you on my back like you know yeah. you need to you know they're looking horses are really looking for that connection whether you want to say energetically emotionally and then all of that, you know, the basis of all of this and, and part of my training with the horses is that, um, you know, until you, horses are like masters of their body. I mean, mm. you watch them move and it's it's incredible what they do and I think that's why we admire them so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, at one time it was, I think, a lot more natural for people to be um, more aware and, and masters of our own body mm-hmm. um, before you know, our society got so busy and hectic and stuff. So it's like this is really giving people a chance to become aware and and more of a, I don't, you know, I don't know if I would use the word master, but you're, um, you know, going in that direction of, uh, you know, of your own body. And, mm-hmm. and when you do that, then you can understand the horse you can connect with the horse and the horse mm-hmm. wants to connect with you because they want a they want a leader that is um you know very centered and um in the now and mm-hmm. you know it just naturally kind of attracts the horses to the people and, and the people seem to and I know I seem to connect with the horses a lot deeper when mm-hmm. when I've done my practices ahead of time. Mm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So I, I think you said something really brilliant. Horses want, you know, a, a leader that's centered in the now, that's present, that's in the flow energetically and, you know, is, is con- that can connect at a deep level. And I know that a lot of us, we're actually disconnected from our own body. How can we connect with anybody else? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like we're just so disconnected. Uh so one of the benefits of playing with horses and, and animals in our life is that they, the opportunity is for us to center and to be fully present and to pay attention and to flow and be more consciously aware. And when we're in that space, we're actually able to connect at a really deep, fundamental, energetic level, and it makes so much sense. So this is this is really quite brilliant. So, Lauren Michelle, what is the first thing that somebody needs to learn uh, if they're going to, if they want to do this, they want to explore this and see how it works for them? What would be the first thing that you would uh, want to teach them if you worked with them? Um, well, one of the first things that I teach people is uh, some basic breathing techniques and. Huh. 
um, and how what natural breathing really is because most of us have become kind of shallow breathers or um, breathing in some type of way that's like a reactive a way to mm-hmm. stress. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. in order to get in tune with all the different sensations and um you know, movement that's constantly going on inside of our bodies. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we tend to think of them as kind of static and like, oh, this is my arm, this is my leg, mm-hmm. and it's just that simple. And there's actually, you know, you've got these fluids moving in cells and vitamins and minerals and chemical reactions. And, you know, you have your your emotions, like your brain is tied into all of that neurologically and, um, you know, if you really sit down and you want to get your mind quiet so that you can pick up on all this activity and information that's going on in your body, I find that the quickest way to get there is by learning a few basic breathing techniques that calm you and center you pretty quickly. Wow. Um you know, that's that's the first thing that I really like to share with people. Could could you actually give us an example? <clears throat> sure. Um, one um, would be what's just called uh, ujjayi breath in um, in yoga um, or in Sanskrit. That would be the the proper word for it. Um, and it's compared to the ocean, how, how the water comes in and flows back out. Mm-hmm. And so you think of your um, your upper chest, your uh, lower, like, rib cage, and your stomach, and you could think of it as a glass, and you're pouring water into the glass. Mm-hmm. So you would only be inhaling and exhaling through the nose, and you slowly inhale and as you inhale and that air comes in, you, picture, you can picture that like a cup being filled with water. Mm-hmm. So it goes down all the way to your pelvis and you breathe in and let your stomach relax and open up. You breathe into that and then fill all the way up. And you can count. A lot of times after we go, we explain that. We, can't, we suggest that you count, say, to five or seven. So mm-hmm. you slowly breathe in to a count of five or seven, and then you hold for one or two seconds, and then you exhale, and it's kind of like pouring the cup out where the water, you know, comes from the top all the way down, empties all the way down to the bottom. Mm -hmm. And um, and doing that for just like a few minutes and really focusing on that just makes a huge change. so that's like that's one breathing exercise. Um, we have another one that we often use um, that uh, you um, actually use. Uh, you close off one side of your nose or one nostril, and you mm-hmm. breathe breathe in through the right, and then exhale through the left, mm, and breathe okay. in through the left, and exhale through the right. And what's really wonderful about that is. It balances both the left and the right side of the brain. Mm, wow! That, yeah, it's really powerful because it gets people out of the, um, you know, the right side of the brain that we're um, 
we kind of always, you know, we tend to be stuck in a lot of times mm-hmm. as we go throughout our day. Mm-hmm. Um and balances the two, and when that change, when you change your neurological system like that, or through an, a physical exercise, like we have mm-hmm. some physical exercises that can do the same thing, mm-hmm. you find um, a lot more capacity to learn and to feel your whole body, and not just like your dominant sides or your favorite sides to or patterns to use. That's really brilliant. That, that I love that. It makes so much sense to me, and I, I know, and I, I'm actually going to invite our listener um, to pause the recording. If you're listening to a recording, um, pause it and uh, and actually do that exercise. So take a note how you feel right now. Um, pause, do the exercises, the Lajaya breath, right, and then the nostril breathing, the right and left side, um, and then see how you feel afterwards and see what's different. Um, so I know those are very powerful exercises. I actually want to do that right now myself, but <laughs> I'm going to wait until we finish today. <laughs> so uh, we'll do that. Um, yeah, thanks. I love that. So when someone's doing their breath work and they begin to do the movements, you know, the way you teach them, I'm really curious, how do the horses respond when someone's doing this? Well, it's really interesting. Um, the horses seem to love it. Really? They, yeah, they, most horses, um, if they haven't, um, like, tuned people out too much, if they've had, like, an over overboard of, uh, you know, humans for a while, mm-hmm. um, they tend to pick up, like, the switch. And some of them will be very interested because I think that they, even from afar, they can feel the energetic shift in the person mm-hmm. and they're often my experience has been that they're often very interested in it like what what's going on over there wait mm-hmm. a second mm-hmm. let me go check this out and so sometimes um myself like and i'll tell people if they're in a safe environment and it's an appropriate environment go out in the pasture and do some of this even if you're, you're sitting on a stump or mm. you know whatever or if you want to do some of the movement exercises, we create most of them that are standing or, you know, where you can support yourself with, like, a fence rail or something, so they're appropriate for the barn. Mm-hmm. Um, and the horses will come over. They'll stop grazing, and usually one will come first, and they come over and are, like, just kind of sticking their nose around you, like, what are you doing? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's... It's really interesting that way. Um, that's like the first response that, um, you know, that I often see as far as when they're at liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're riding them or even when you're handling on them on the ground, a lot of times you see the common um, reactions that are signs of relief of stress or them relaxing. Like if you take a deep breath, they will go... Ah, you know, kind of a horsey sigh, you know, mm-hmm. out. We've all mm-hmm. heard it if we've been around them. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they will lick and chew, like when they, when you're training them and, um, you know, they grasp the concept of something and they lick and they chew. A lot of times they do that because, um, you know, my own thoughts is that they are learning that they can interact, they can relax and interact with you on a different level. And different mental um, 
uh, frame of mind than they have before. Mm. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So, which is which is really great. I mean, it just leads to so many other awesome things that come out of it that I could go on and on. But yeah. that, you yeah. know, that's that's the some of the first things that you notice. And when you're riding, you're actually moving. Um, you know, you see freedom of movement, you see relaxed movement, you see less resistance, you know, in their back or their neck or to the bit or mm-hmm. to any pressure if you're not riding with a bit or, you know, things like that. They, as you relax, um, they relax and become more natural in their movement. Mm. Oh, that's a really interesting point. Horses, they're such incredible athletes to be able to carry what most a lot of us unbalanced riders, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, uh, those, we're not even hardly in our body, you know, sometimes, and and it does affect their movement. It affects the way they balance themselves and with us on them. Um, it, it affects how they're able to move or not move, you know, um, mm-hmm. or the difficulties that they have in in locomoting. Um, and so when we're in balance and when we're in sync, uh, when we're in flow, when we're fully present and we're relaxed and, you know, uh, then the resistance drops away and they can move naturally, uh, which is really, oh, so brilliant. I mean, that's, that's oh, how beautiful. Lauren, Michelle, is. tell us a story. I want to hear a story. Um, can you think of um, an example of uh, someone that's been able to transform themselves and their horse perhaps? Um, geez, there, there's so many. Um, um, I have to say, actually, uh, an interesting experience that just happened last night as we're um, getting ready to um, do some recording, some video recording um, to make our DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working with a young lady that has a Morgan. Um, and she rides him hunt seat, and she has some. She's a very good rider, um, but she has some challenges um, at uh, the canter, the trot, and the canter, and him getting kind of fast, and her losing her balance. And mm. um, she came out to ride one of my horses, who is um, yeah. I tra- the way I train my horses is to be um, listen a lot to body cues, so there's not so there's not you won't see as much rain activity um and you won't see like there's no there's no spurs and you won't see a whole lot of kicking mm-hmm. it's you know through weight shifts and cues like that and um um I had shared with her before she got on she this mare that she was going to ride of mine was a western pleasure um well she's actually an all around horse but she was going to ride her western pleasure Mm-hmm. And so she has this nice, slow little jog, and she, this young girl, um, hadn't ridden anything like that before. And so she was kind of braced and ready for, like, this fast trot to just start off right off the bat. And mm-hmm. um, as I talked her through the instructions ahead of time and gave her some of the examples that we use in the movement exercises, um she got the idea what well, I gave her the idea um is basically to kind of focus on her spine and her hips and um and allowing them to be very very loose and 
thinking of like her hips as like a teeter totter and her mm-hmm. spine is kind of like a um like a pearl necklace, you know, that you're dangling at the top, you know, it's gonna if you held it out, if there's a wind, you know, that comes along, it's gonna move it in, in a very flowing way. And mm-hmm. so then I asked her to go ahead and, and start um give the horse the cue to trot and she did and and uh Luna's the mare's name and she she was pretty good. After a while she started to get a little faster and a little faster and a little faster and as I gave her, you know, these um directions to connect her to her body and how, you know, any places she was like holding um, you know, restricting her movement and I, I encourage her to just really let it go. Like almost think of yourself as like a rag doll, um, you know, in your in your hips, in your stomach, and and when you go to, um, you know, also when you go to stop, my horses are like stop on, you know, they stop when you say whoa. It, it happens right away, and mm-hmm. you have to be relaxed into it. Um, otherwise, you kind of get tossed forward a bit, mm-hmm. and. Um, when I did this, she was able, she had never been on a, on a Western Pleasure Horse before. And um, when I did this, she found that the horse, like, the more she did it, the more the horse slowed down, the more her stride lengthened. Mm-hmm. And she's a good enough rider that she can be aware of the stride lengthening, and um, but still slowing down. And by, you know, within about 15 minutes, um, we we stopped and she looked at me and was like she said wow that was so awesome like mm-hmm. I like this western pleasure stuff <laughs> not that that's the only thing that we do but you know she what she had was it wouldn't have mattered if it was western or if it was hunt seat or, mm-hmm. or any other type of riding right. it was that she was really getting her body in connection with and timing and rhythm of the movement of the mm-hmm. horse, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that makes the horse happy. And so, the, you know, when you're happy, you relax more, and it just is a you know cyclical cyclic. Let's see if I can say that again. <laughs> right, <laughs> they're connected. Um, yeah, they're they are definitely connected. Um, and they feed off each other. And she just was so impressed by it. And I, you know, I feel like it kind of opened up her mind to mm-hmm. oh, there's this other way of riding instead of yeah. like fighting the horse and putting a martingale on it and putting right. a bigger bit or more severe bit. That if I actually like work with my body, that I can I can work with the horse and it's going to respond to me in this really you know willing way. And and that was just um, and we worked together a little bit more last night and and she had one of those wow movements and it was really fun because some local kids had just come over to the barn because they wanted to see some horses mm-hmm. and they saw us doing this and they joined in Ooh. we just had an impromptu like about six people that just joined in us doing some yoga and movement right mm-hmm. in between the the barns and everybody was just going, wow, oh, oh, there's the tight spots, you know, <laughs> and those are the out spots, and it, it's just, uh, you know, that's one of those those things that are really great, especially when it's someone as dedicated as I see this young girl being, because she's really going to, you know, she's going to affect a lot of horses' lives. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that, yeah, that's oh. one. That's a really good thing. I love that. You know, I, you said something I really love too. And that's that we have happy horses and we're connected and working with them through our own body and the language of energy and flow and through movement. <clears throat> then our horses can respond to us willingly and happily. And by the way, remember that horses are always responding to us. And if they're responding because we're tense and fighting, I mean we get what we put out if we're putting yeah. out tension and stress and fighting and you know and force and resistance and stuff i mean what choices our horse or any even another person have that's how they have to respond to us that's what we're putting out um and so when we shift they can shift and it becomes a flow and their timing and rhythm gets better and I love this whole thing about, you know, when you're tense, our horses usually go faster, or they get tenser too. Um and then when we relax and you know, and just let it flow, um, then they can slow and they can be more in tune and you know, they don't have to be as reactive and you know, um in, in a bad way, you know. Um, and we we can react, relax too. Oh, I love it! Oh, yay! Yeah, oh, it, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, you start doing it, and, and it's it's hard not to get excited about it. Yeah, yeah, it is exciting. Um, so, what programs do you have for people? Um, well, we uh, related specifically to the yoga, or um, that we have at Red Horse Center. Um, well, we're talking about yoga. So, what? Uh, how could someone get started with yoga? And and I, I'm glad you said that. You do have other things at RedHorseCenter.com. Um, um, but um, uh, tell us how someone would get started with yoga if they wanted to to try that. Well, um, the first way we're um, I have to admit we're a little behind on our um, yoga page um, as we're working on some some other uh, well an e-site actually, um, but where you will be able to get the DVD once we get that done. But um, um, right now you can just go to www.redhorsecenter.com mm-hmm. and um, on when you come to the homepage, it'll bring you right to the homepage, there'll be a link to the um, yoga and movement for equestrians. Okay. And um, there is a downloadable form um, that shows some of the basic exercises that, um, we often teach people in the beginning, and they're real easy to to understand. I think, um, and you'll appreciate my my drawing, which uh, is mm-hmm. very talented. It's stick figures, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> okay. I, I think I think you know you can get the point from. I think they're good stick figures. Oh, good. So, stick um, okay, well that's, yes. that's important. Okay, <laughs> and it, it'll okay. give you some directions with each one, mm-hmm. just some simple directions, and um, you know that's a great place to start. We'll okay. also have um, some. You'll see some clips um, on the website for um, either it will link you to YouTube um, of us practicing um, just some demonstrations of um, some of the different practices and um, and also a clip that will be um, actually on the DVD so you can really get a taste for you know what that will be about, and um, and and the clip that we'll use, I think, is a really wonderful one because it's it's 
to do a little before and after a, a rider with some challenges before that before using some of the exercises and then after and you see the change in the horse and the whole picture and it's really really beautiful mm-hmm. um, so you can do um you know that would be the starting place and then um you can um enter in your um email address and if you if you choose to be on the email list and we will um send out updates on any new material we have out and then when we release the DVD. Um, so that's a great, I think that would be a great place to start. And of course, great. any, yeah, and any, uh, you know, if you go to the library, just getting some um, good yoga books are okay. um, always just helpful too, you know, to learn a little bit wherever you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think just uh, helping people expand their thinking so they can connect the concept of yoga and movement um, will help. You know, we'll begin to take them down that path. And and I love that you're creating the starter kit for yoga and equestrians. Um, so every uh, so go to www.redhorsecenter.com and check out Lauren Michelle McGarry and her work. Um, very, very cool. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you so much for your time today, for sharing your heart with us, your life's work and your passion, and, of course, your love for horses. I know you make help make our world a better place, and I'm delighted uh, at, at what you're doing. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you very much, and I very much appreciate your work that you do. I think it's just incredible. Um, So keep keep doing it, and I look forward to hearing from the listeners, too. You bet. You Um, bet. Yeah. yeah, Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, um, thanks again, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what else you get up to. So keep, keep it up. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, go to valhart.com forward slash blog. And if you're someone who values a non-invasive, holistic solution to resolving problems with your dogs, cats, and horses, and you want better behaved, healthier, and happier animals, just go to my website at valhart.com to apply for a complimentary happy animal assessment session. And be sure and remember to look for my CDs on iTunes. Learning how to talk with animals is fun and will change your life. So while you're there at my site, get my free Quick Start Animal Talk course and check out the world's first complete animal communication made easy system. May the love of animals bless you, teach you, inspire you, heal you, and reconnect you to the circle of life.